ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! Welcome back to another episode of Claws to the Wall. I am your host, Isaiah Garner. I am joined by Justin Brown, Kobe Jackson, you know, your original co-host. We got a returning guest. We've been on here before. Got John Carlo Cacho. Um, if y'all are listening on Spotify and Apple, please leave a comment, leave a review, leave a like, however you can support us. Let us know how you're feeling. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment on the video. You know, that'll really help us out. You know, we want to hear y'all thoughts too. We want to engage and interact with y'all. We want to hear y'all thoughts too. So today, you know how we do, guys. We're going to start off with Texas State and we're going to start off with a softball team. They softball team this year. A little slow start, you know, they're above 500, you know, six and five. You know, they played a couple top ranked teams. You know, they played Oklahoma, number one in the in the in the country. They just stepped through playing UT, you know, a close loss, five to two. They're the number 23 ranked team in the country, you know, and that's a rivalry that's not too far apart. So they played Texas AM uh from Corpus Christi today, March 2nd, Wednesday. So at the time of this recording, it would have been yesterday, but they play. Uh, Corpus Christi. So they got a next upcoming game. What do you guys think they need to do? Or rather, how do you guys feel like they need to take, even though they just had coming off of back-to-back losses, how do you think they bounce back in order to get the dub and stay above 500? Well, to me, it's more like they're inconsistent. You know, if the bat, to be honest, if the bats aren't flowing, then the pitching isn't flowing. It has to be kind of more like a combination of both. You know, consistency is key, to be honest with you. And from what I've been seeing these past few games, it's almost like they're they're having different approaches, like, at the plate than they are, like, on the mound. So, uh, to me, they, they just need to get better combination. I mean, they're still doing good. I mean, other um, above 500, that's still good. But, I mean, if you want to get, like, far, like, into, you know, having a long win streak, you know, they just got to – they just got to step up, like, at the plate, I think, because – Honestly, it's 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 gonna kill you. I always say that what uh, there can be a downfall in areas, whether if it's batting, or if it's pitching, whether if it's fielding. You know, uh, errors are always in play whenever you know mistakes happen. But I think they just need to avoid the errors and start like getting more disciplined at the plate. Yeah, I think, sorry, I I completely agree with what you said, Kobe. I think consistency is very important, especially on fielding and when it comes to batting. Um, But also I would like, uh, I'd say that, you know, this win, they're they're, they're overall right now six and five doesn't really show the true story of how they played so many nationally ranked teams. I mean, we've had Oklahoma number one seed. We have Oregon, their home opener since a 12 seed. Um, We just played UT 23rd seed. So there's like, those are three losses on this season that we probably wouldn't have had if we weren't playing nationally ranked teams. So just don't, these girls just don't get your, don't hang your head low, you know, keep, 
keep going. You know, we got what Texas A&M Corpus Christi that I don't know if that's a big nationally ranked team. I don't think so. We have an opportunity to show some consistency and show what this, this coaching program is all about. And I, I think this team has an opportunity to get hot. I totally agree with you, Justin. And I'm going to refer to a great show that uh, I love Ted Lasso. You got to have a goldfish mentality. You can't, you can't, you can't be pondering on, on the, uh, on the losses, right? You can't be pondering on the losses. So you just got to move forward. And they've been playing big rank programs. Like you're going to lose, man. Like is David versus Goliath right here. Like you just got to show out. You just got to, you know, you just got to play as a team. You got to play you know, as a collective group and just stay strong. You know, those are big teams. Those are big, you know, heavily coached programs that have been good for a number of years. They're consistent um, playing in their big conferences, but you just got to, you just got to be tough and you got to bounce back. You can't remember, you know, you, you learn from the mistakes, but you just got to bounce back and just, you know, play better. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't think you're going to, I don't think they're going and saying like, oh, we're going to lose, you know, like me, I, I, as a former athlete, you know, I always felt no matter who we played, no matter how big the team was, I always went in believing you could win. And if you don't believe that, why are you on the team? Like that, that's my thing. But even, even to the nationally ranked losses, like, I mean, you never want to lose, but there are such things as good losses, you know, or they only lost by four to Oregon. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They only lost by three to UT. Oklahoma was a little bit of a different story, unfortunately. But when when you look at it, and uh, I think Kobe, you you kind of alluded to it when it comes to uh, being consistent, you know, batting and at the plate. You know, they only have one win when when they score less than three runs. Mm-hmm. And that's when they shut them out two to zero. Every single one of every single uh, their other losses, it's three wins or three runs. I'm sorry, two runs against. Uh, or except for that Tulsa one, that was the only one where they kind of put, they got to put some runs together, but unfortunately just couldn't, you know, stop them on the other side. But like I said, two, two runs against uh, UT Austin, you know, zero against Oklahoma, you know, three against Oregon, one against Oregon state. So when they're, so I like that you alluded to it when they're not being consistent, you know, batting that's, that's going to struggle, but I don't think losing to a nationally ranked team is a, is, is a bad loss. You know what I mean? Um, Because they're nationally ranked for a reason. You know, like we see it all the time happen with other sports, especially in college basketball. Um, You never know when somebody's just going to come up and win. You know, in football, they call it any given Sunday. You know, any given day, you can easily come up. And if you you just put in in the bat to the ball, you know, you're going to work out. But, um, you know, hopefully they can start going on a run. It's something that I want to see because when you go on a consecutive, like, winning streak, at least in my mind, um, it helps build at one build confidence, and then two, like now you kind of say, all right, what can I do here? You could you get more of a consistency, and even when you do get that one loss, well, you can't win all of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But when you go up, down, up, down, it's kind of hard as a team to determine where you really stand if you don't have like that consistent push going forward. But again, at the time of this recording, they have not played. Um, I believe it was Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They have not played them yet. They play them today at five o'clock here in San Marcos, Texas. So as y'all are watching this, y'all will probably, they will have probably already played. So hopefully they come out with a dub there. So that is our softball team. We are now moving on to the baseball team, of course, who their start to the season has been a little better. They're on a current six game winning streak at eight and one. Their last game, they played uh, Rio Grande Valley and they won seven to three. So 
same thing. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on them. I want to see, I want to hear um, kind of how you feel their start to the season has gone again. Six game win streak. They're, they're doing what they need to do and putting back to the ball. Yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start to the season than this. I know the once the one loss kind of kills a little bit, but I mean, they're on a six game winning streak. I mean, Dalton Sheffield is absolutely playing lights out this season. Very clutch last night as I was uh, doing the game last night. Hit a two-run shot to left center field to put the game up by three. It was a one-run ball game. I mean, this game, I mean, it was it was, it was was great. I mean, he's been lights out this past season. Batting average is now uh, under 500 now. Uh, he leads the league in, like, uh, hits. He leads the, league, uh, the team in home runs. He leads, I mean, this guy is, like, literally the ultimate package that you want for a ball player. And, uh, you know, t- speaking to coach trout, it's almost like, it's like, he has a mindset of what he wants to attack on during, during the games. And, you know, there's some, and there are some moments where he can, he does make mistakes and he knows that he made him, but he, re- but he backs it up. You know what I mean? Like he, he takes his, he takes his errors like a coach, like how a coach should. So I'm really digging this ball club, man. Anytime I, I get a chance to like interview the players or, you know, get to interview the coaches a lot more. I mean, they're just dialed in. Uh, they got a three game series coming up this weekend in Tucson, Arizona, where they play, uh, uh, play number 11 uh, Arizona Wildcats. And then the big game uh, coming on March 8th, where they play the Longhorns here in San Marcos. So they got some tough competition and this is going to be their first, uh, their first games away from San Marcos. So, Let's see. Uh, let's see how they, let's see how they be tested on the road. But I mean, hey, I got great, great respect for this 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 Bobcat team and nothing but greatness here. And what true, more? True. What more oh. is there to say, Kobe? Like you got it all. You hit it right on the tee. I mean, this team is really hot and they're starting off well. And we just have to see how they perform away. You know, it's a, that's a big part of every sport you know you can't just play every game at home so let's see how they are uh, you know our way we have some good home programs you know like our basketball team 12 and 1 at home we've had some good success here at home and that's good especially for all the students and the fans here but um yeah no i just think the personnel on this team is really good coach trout has the ability to be accountable for his heirs like a real good coach would be instead of blaming it on his players or anything like that so um you know i think this program has accountability and they have this ability to to be hot and continue on a win streak. So it's exciting to see what they can do. They just got to hold it up when they're away. Yeah. I like this team. I mean, it's too early in the season to, you know, put them out as the the favorites when it comes to conference play and uh, tournament time. But I mean, talking to coach Trout a few weeks ago on Bobcat radio, I mean, he's, he's just excited to see, you know, there's a lot of young players. I think there's like 11 plus freshmen or something on this team. They got a lot of good yeah. returning vets and that's what you that's what you want. You want a good batch of new guys that are learning from excuse me on oh my voice, but that are learning from um, solid veterans. And that's what you have here on this team. And it's exciting to see. I mean, they're, they're playing well. It's a great start to the season, as you said, Kobe. And I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of baseball, but I mean, this team is exciting to see. And I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what they can do, especially um, going against these tough opponents coming to Arizona and UT. That's going to be a great matchup. Hope we can get a lot of fans to those games. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of back off of what you say when you said they're going to play Texas because it's going to be packed. <laughs> Hell yeah, it should be. It should it's be. going to be packed, man. So we'll see what happens, though. Honestly, I'm excited for it. Well, before we get to Texas, um, 
They uh, Texas State does play Arizona, which is currently at the time of this recording, the 11th ranked team in the nation. They play them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so March 4th, 5th, and 6th at Arizona. All at uh, Friday and Saturday will be at 7 p.m., and Sunday will be at 12 p.m. You can catch those if you have the channel on the Pac-12 channel of Arizona. Um, and then, of course, that next Tuesday, which um, we'll probably cover next podcast, uh, will be Monday here at San Marcos Bobcat Ballpark. So, and that'll be, I believe, a one is home and then one is away. So, um, y'all, y'all support them. Um, you know, like I said, start of the season, they, like Kobe said, you couldn't have asked for a better start. Um, it is too early to tell, but they are making a really good case for being the favorites um, to win that to win that division. So now we are going to switch gears to San Marcos baseball. You know, they they started off the season four and one. They beat Tivy three straight times. They had a close win against Victoria East and then unfortunately lost the next game to Victoria East 14 to nine. We spoke to one of the assistant coaches for San Marcos baseball, and he was really talking about how they felt like this offseason was probably one of the better ones they had. Everybody wanted to work. Everybody, you know, they came in believing that they could be one of the top teams in the state and in their region. So and he he really attributed that to just building a culture and getting a good mix of young of young guys, but returning guys. So I kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on how, especially after talking with him, how you kind of see that reflected early in the start of the season, especially after coming off 21 wins, I believe, last year. You know, like, I feel like this basketball, like San Marcos High School in general, our football program has been really good now. Our basketball program doing really good. Coach Miller just literally just like that, switched it up in one year. And we love to see the same thing from our baseball, obviously. We've had some great sports here in San Marcos High School. And I think starting off four and one is not a bad start at all. Um, and I like that you brought up the building a culture. I mean, that, you know, coach did say that we had him on here. And um, he also talked about just making these guys, it's, it's not just about baseball. It's making these guys men, you know, the, these, they're learning really good things. It's a really good group of guys. Um, they have one senior on the team. He'll provide a lot of leadership for them. Um, but all the other young guys at bat, I mean, they're getting it done. So it's exciting to see. I would love to cover one of those games. I don't know if we do, but it would be a pleasure to do so. I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, you actually hit the nail right on the head when you said they only have one senior because I was looking at the roster and I was really I was looking at it. I'm like, they only have one senior on the team. Like, but um, but no, I agree. I mostly agree with you, Justin. They I mean, the season you couldn't. I mean, I don't want to kind of repeat myself, but it's a good start. Let's just hope they can keep it because, you know, like you said, coming from, you know, the local kid who grew up here, you know, <laughs> San Marcos not really known for sports and really for anything whether for football, basketball, or baseball. Now that we have just a new wave of, of a new generation, new talent, everybody's like wanting to like wanting to win. And, you know, I think it's because people have been here for so long that they just want, they just want a winning program from, from just anybody. And now it's like the three dominant sports are, you know, taking control and that's what you want. So, uh, I mean, I got high hopes for this baseball team. I hope they can keep winning. They got a uh, Wakeland next uh, coming tomorrow, I believe, at four. And let, I mean, let's let's see how they do, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely excited. I mean, four and one is a good start, as you said, Kobe. Um, you always want to start on the on the winning side. Um, 
And it is weird that they only have one senior, but I mean, at least he's going to be providing a lot of leadership, uh, hopefully, you know, passing down his knowledge to the, to the young guys. And it's good to have a, a good young core because you can develop them and then have them come back for next season and the next season and have, you know, just build off the program. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know if we cover them, but you know, I would be excited to go see uh San Marcos Rattlers baseball game. Cause I mean, they, they sound exciting. This young core group of, of athletes is, is going to be exciting to see. That seems to be a theme with, uh, those San Marcos uh, Rattlers that, you know, every team that at least I've seen that I've been around and, and got to talk about, it's always that young core. Like they are set for at least the next couple of years with that core. And if they can continue to bring, like one thing I always like about young core is if you have a young core that could show you that they can win and they're playing above their years, all that's going to do is be a benefit when you keep getting the younger, the younger core after and the younger core after like, that's how you build that consistency through the program. Um, their next couple of games, they have a stretch of six games um, in three days. They play in a tournament Thursday, March 3rd. I believe it's in Denton Geyer. Um, they play Wakeland, Denton Geyer. They got a couple more teams. They play Friday and Saturday. So, you know, we're rooting for them. We hope that they come out, you know, we would love a sweep, but win as many games as they can and um not and obviously of course stay healthy so that's your rattlers baseball team now we're going to switch to the softball team who unfortunately has got off to a little bit of a rough start you know three and six it's not it's not the greatest start they want um they've had a couple good wins but um yeah like i said not not the start that they want how do you think they can uh, take this and turn around, especially with a couple of those losses not even being like that far? Like you, have, they have a one point loss. They have like two one point losses, um, another, like another three point loss. So they're they're in those games, but how do you feel like they can turn that around? Well, in the words of John Carlo, I think they should have a goldfish brain. You know, they should not think about the loss <laughs> they've had. You can think the same thing. We just need the same thing that. We want from this Tech State team, we want for the San Marcos Rattlers. I mean, just be consistent. Don't worry about the loss they already have. The season's very early right now. You can do a lot more. Just, um, you know, don't hold your head. You know, don't just just keep going. Do what do what works. Follow the coaching plan. Communicate. Communication is so important on every team. I don't know if that's said enough. Like, you, you have to communicate. It, especially among different classes, you know, like senior, junior, sophomore, y'all all need to be on the same page. And if you're on the same page, wins come your way. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You know, there is a level of consistency no matter on what sport you play and coaching could be, could be a factor, you know, maybe, you know, in experience or it could be, you know, the roster is not fully on Maybe it's non-commitment, or it could be that you have great players, but they're just not in the right, like right spots in mind. So they could be a lot of things, but I mean, this is uh this is gonna be tough because you know, starting off starting off with a losing record kind of can set the mindset of how your season develops. And I've seen that like way too many times, especially in professional sports. It's just destined like that. It's just always be always has been like that. But I mean, this is um you know, I feel like they'll can, they can bounce back if they can get their bats going and they can get you know their pitching like and staying consistent with it. I think they have a shot to get back up to above five hundred and 
could possibly, you know, make a make a run here. I know they have a VM uh, HS, I think, coming up, and then they got Westlake, a, a district game. So, uh, I mean, let's see how they let's see how they take this because this is going to be a a long stretch for them to you know get back on track. Yeah, it's, it's too early in the season, um, <clears throat> but um, like I said, you never want to start off with a losing record. I just feel like um, they have to just use the losses as motivation. Use you know, go into practice and just go into the next game just being angry, um, and just learn from their mistakes. I mean, they're like uh, Isaiah said, these are close games, so they're not you know getting their butts whooped by like six, ten runs. You know, they're staying they're staying close, playing good defense, good offense. And I feel like you just got to go into practice to sharpen, sharpen your tools, you know, sharpen, sharpen uh, the game plan. And you just bounce back. You take it one game at a time. As Coach TJ says, brick by brick, take it one game at a time. You know, it's not just basketball. You, t- you put that in baseball and any sport, one game at a time. Famous for his Coach TJ. And you drop some merchandise on it. But, but yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah. And, um, just to kind of wrap them up, like I said, because a lot of those games are close losses, one one hit, one error is the difference between a three and seven record and a six and four. And six and a six and four record, that's a, the the confidence is a little better than unfortunately three and seven. So I think um like when it comes to coaching, I think you just gotta tell tell your uh tell the girls like, hey, you know what? Our record doesn't reflect how good we are. So don't focus on that because we're in these games, you know, not every game is going to be closed, but most of these, like I said, three, one loss, one point losses, you know, their first game, they only lost by three. They just lost to Westlake by three. So it's not really far off. You know, they, like I said, an error, uh, one hit that, you know, just goes a little bit further. You, you never know. So um, I think, if they can just continue to be like, hey, let's keep our heads up. We know we're better than what our record shows. And, you know, you, they can have a terrible, you know, non-district record, but still come up one district to secure playoffs and go on a run from there. So if they can continue to do that, I think they'll be okay. So oh, shout out to the Rattlers. Um, if you guys are in the San Marcos area, go check out a Rattlers game. You know, they're really doing some big things over there. You know, the coaches all across the board, not just with football, not just basketball, baseball, softball, you know, even track, you know, all the other sports, they're really doing big things out there. They're trying to change the program around, change the culture, you know, truly you can, these are the early strides of them trying to become one of those powerhouse mainstay teams in, in Texas. And I really love what they've been doing over there. So if y'all are out there, go check them out, man. Like I promise you, you, your, your time won't be wasted. You know, you know, it'll, you'll always get what you pay for So y'all go support the Rattlers. You know, I know I do. So you know, and and then at the end of the day, you know, at the end, we we want these kids to grow and become better better people for themselves on and off the field. So y'all go support them. <clears throat> now we're gonna switch gears to more national news. We're gonna go to the NBA, and the, the I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I don't think we've really dived into it. So I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Poopy Lakers, poopy Lakers, as I uh, said on BCR. Man, I don't even know what what to say about them. You know, they just lost to the Mavs, um, which isn't necessarily a bad loss, but saw them lost, lose to the Clippers. Lost to the Pelicans. Uh, lost to the Pelicans. So it, it's it's tough to see, but I mean, is 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 the Lakers done? Like 
because I don't they're very close to not making a play in. So like Pelicans only Pelicans and the Blazers are only two games back from them for that nine spot. True. So okay. Here is the truth with the Lakers. You cannot win a championship or expect a deep playoff run when your average age on your team is over 27 years old. Um, this team is old. I don't know. And LeBron, and LeBron, you know, he's blaming his teammates. He's like, I don't think I'll be able to do this. You know, I don't think we have what it takes to get it done. Um, man, you brought what Westbrook there. We could have had Buddy Heald on this Lakers lineup. Uh, I don't know why that didn't Could have had DeRozan. Could have had DeRozan. Could have had DeRozan, right? So there were so many more opportunities. You picked Westbrook. And, uh, like, I don't see this getting it done. This is just a group of old heads. And I and I, I am, so, I am like, super against superstar teams. Like, I think there's dumb in this NBA. And I'm glad that we're finally realizing it doesn't work. You can't just pull together former All-Stars and expect success automatically. No, they're a ninth seed. I saw a Pelicans team outwork them on the offense and defense and held the ball at least. I saw the Lakers get 28 turnovers. Are you kidding? Uh, it was ridiculous ridiculous to see that these are people that are apparently all-star all-time greats on this basketball team like Carmelo Anthony you know he's great you got LeBron James you would expect something else besides losing by like 40 points to the Pelicans but hey me being a Lakers hater um I love it so it's been like <laughs> I was like you was caping for him it's been it amazing like. for me all the LeBron fans out there they are crying they're trying to find what next team they're going to go to because LeBron can't play on a losing team obviously um but you know if you doesn't make the playoffs this year it's really going to tarnish his career and his legacy and I, I was telling Jordan this I'm sorry I'm talking a little long but I was telling Jordan this if you want to be one of the all-time greats you're gonna have to control when it's your time to stop playing basketball the longer you play and the more you lose your legacy looks worse LeBron I mean Michael retired at the right time got six rings got the heck out of there right when is LeBron gonna do it I mean he's gonna play till his son gets here but you're gonna miss the playoffs three seasons in a row to get there I don't know oh man I don't know that's yikes Someone, someone cool down Justin, man. He's on fire. He's on fire over here. Little whooping these Lakers. But, yeah. I mean, everything you said is right, though. I mean, Lakers, you can't be getting all these old heads, all these OGs, and thinking that they're going to stop these young the young core groups. Because there's a lot of young core groups. Like, look at Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. They're number three in the Western Conference. Who in the heck would have thought that, like, two or three years ago? Nobody. I thought they would have been, like, dead last. But... I mean, they got a good young core. They got good, solid veterans like Steven Adams. But L.A. is just, you know, they got good young players, but then got too, they got too many. They got too many old guys. And they got I mean, rid of all their good young players. That's yeah, I, they got rid, they of, got rid yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, they sent them packing, bro. And I don't know. I don't know who's running that, that front office. But LeBron. LeBron is running that front office. That's the, the only G- reason. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Kobe. I'll save mine for the end. I'll save mine. I mean, Justin and Giancarlo kind of really nailed both their points. But do you guys remember all the young talent that the Lakers did have before LeBron Brandon James Ingram. got there? That's, That's where I was going with it. Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson. Like, they had absolute future stars in this league. Yep. And they're gone. He traded them all away for one That's ring. Man. For, for one, one ring, exactly. My that point. was COVID, the COVID ring in the so bubble. So this is, and Justin, I'm going to kind of relate to you when you said about super teams. I'm not a fan of them either. 
Honestly, I was not a fan of them when you know Durant went went to the Warriors to get yeah. his ring Facts. and stuff. I've not been a fan of that since that happened. But this is a team. This is a Laker team. I think if I, Lord help me here, but this was <laughs> one of this is one of the worst Laker teams I've seen in all my life of watching basketball and all my life watching the Lakers. This is one of the worst. Worse than the than the uh, the back to back. Number two overall pick Lakers. Yeah, because I was winning twenty games. Yes, I will gladly put them in that conversation because I don't understand how one player can control a franchise. That's what the front office is for. You know what I mean? They're the ones that make the trades. They're the one that makes the money. You know, gets them their contracts. I just don't understand how one player can literally just say to another player, like, hey, come join our team. Like, we can really be a best fit. It doesn't work. Okay, but in, but in fairness, in fairness, we're not going to act like LeBron, like, honestly, most franchises, if they had a chance to get LeBron and LeBron weren't oh, certain yeah. people, to, so they he'd be like, hey, give me these people, I'll be here. I mean, I understand. I understand that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, some players, you know, like LeBron, some people, you know, would love to play for him. But sometimes if the system doesn't work, it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? So when I see. So go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, because like the thing about LeBron James that I think like I'm pretty sure is no, but most people don't talk about LeBron James. No, he doesn't have much time. And I think you know how LeBron James like to control the narrative. He knows what his record is in the finals. So in his mind, he needs to hurry up and get these rings so he can at least go, you know, to like 500, six and six, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't think young players can do that for him. True. Because remember, when he went to Cleveland, who'd he get rid of? Who who was going to go to Cleveland before he before he got there? Andrew Wiggins. Andrew, oh, Andrew Wiggins was yeah. the number one overall pick. And they sent were like, boy packing. Sent, sent him to the Wolves, right? Even when he got to L.A., that first year they was doing good before he got hurt, but LeBron was like, nah, I don't want to wait on this. And then remember who remember who they kept? Remember who they kept? Who did they keep out of all them people? Kuzma. <laughs> because everybody tried to call Lonzo a bust. Kuz. Is anybody oh, taking Kuz. Kuzma over Lonzo right now? Is no. anybody taking? Oh, he's playing well on the Washington I mean, Wizards. He is but playing is well, but, like, but Lon- not over Lon- New Orleans. Lakers Pelicans, Kuzma, Lonzo. no. Lakers uh, no Kuzma, no Kuzma over Lonzo. New Orleans Pelican, New Orleans Pelicans. Lonzo was better than Kuzma. He was right solid. Now. He was solid. You know, he y'all lucky he hurt, but he be in the he be in the mix right now for one of the top point guards if he wasn't hurt. So. True, true. I think, but we also have to realize what kind of era we're going into. So LeBron thinks, oh, I need to rely on these veterans because they know what it's like to get there. But then he got the veterans that don't know what it's like to get there. Exactly. Yeah. Westbrook Westbrook went once when he was a puppy. Young little pup. You know what I mean? Ain't been there since. Melo ain't been there. He's only, Melo's only been to one Western Conference Finals. Let's let's put that out there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it was against the Lakers, ironically. <laughs> I feel like LeBron thought this season, he was just like, hey, guys, I know this is like y'all's last year in the season, you know, or like y'all are getting old. Let me just take y'all to the championship real quick. No, nah, that's not how it works, LeBron. You failed. Um, and what you were saying earlier is like, you, we, you said this 
the worst Lakers team you've ever seen. And you said worse than the, the two second round pick, whatever, um, second overall picked teams. Yes. Because truth is you have all this superstar talent. You should be able to get it done. And if your coaching staff isn't able to get that done, if y'all's chemistry isn't able to work out, um, y'all are this bad right now. Like I could not have processed this. If you told me a year ago that we'd have a team with LeBron James, Carmelo, Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis on the you same must be team, dreaming. I would have thought, Oh my God, that's that team's going to the finals three years in a row. No, no, they're not. And they have a guy <laughs> named Stanley Johnson scoring more than Westbrook. Like what the heck? Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's like, and okay. Not to mention AD. I don't know why media loves him so much. God, they they he's got he snubbed people out of that top seventy five spot. Man's top ten injured all time. I haven't seen twenty four <laughs> games this year in between breaking his ankle, knee, and shin. Like, what do you eat? Eat some broccoli, dude. What are you <laughs> saltines and water for breakfast? Eat oh some my protein, God. my man. Oh, I don't my know. God. Anthony day to day Davis. Here's the thing with Russ that I'm glad you brought up because I wanted to say day to day Davis. <laughs> Anthony day to day Davis, bro. Yeah, for Boy, sure. day to day. For sure. Um, I think Russ was the easy scapegoat because we know how everybody looks at Russ. Mm-hmm. Every the way every they they really saw KD join the team that beat him, a 73 win team, and immediately tried to make it Russell Westbrook's fault. Immediately. So we know how they feel about Russ, right? Russ ain't even the reason they, they losing right now. If, if we're keeping it, I mean, granted, he's shooting terrible. Like, there's so many games, it's like five for 20 and, and five seven for 13. Yeah, like, granted, there's a lot of games like that. Don't get me wrong. But Russ is not the losing reason they're losing. LeBron is putting up points now, but he wasn't doing that to start the year. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? LeBron wasn't dropping 30 a night. You know what I mean? And LeBron defensively, People aren't going to talk about it because, oh, look at the chase down blocks and yada, yada, yada. LeBron does not care. (laughs) He does not care. I think he's absolutely okay missing the playoffs. Absolutely okay. And the reason, and this is why. Imagine they, imagine they make the play in and then lose to the Pelicans. (laughs) That will be a lot worse than just being the 11th seed. Imagine it being a sweep also. <laughs> That'd be... Like, that's a lot worse. Horrible. Like, imagine they lose two playing games. Let's just say they get the 8th seed. Imagine they lose two playing games mm-hmm. against the 7 and then against whoever wins out of 9 and 10. That's going to be terrible. They're going to get shredded. They're already getting shredded. But, like, and, and I think it's more so disappointing because of the teams that are in front of them. The Wolves, the Timberwolves. Oh, who do they have on that team? With Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. He'd be I'll give credit more to Anthony Edwards than Carl Anthony Towns. That's the Anthony I want. <laughs> oh, and then wow, the Clippers without it. PG and Kawhi. Oh, yeah. That one is for sure inexcusable. Hell yeah. <laughs> for sure inexcusable. The Pelicans are catching y'all. The, the, the Blazers... No Dame, by the way. No Dame is catching y'all. Anthony Simmons. No CJ McCollum either. <laughs> Anthony Simmons and Yusuf Nurkic are about to hawk them. This is, <laughs> come on, bro. Come oh, on, boy. Bro. Like, y'all got to be better. 
I mean, one team we didn't expect to see this high up is the Memphis Grizzlies, who are the first and that's team. and that's where I was going next. Is it time? Uh, yeah, for y'all to start calling them the 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 true championship favorites, like not, not yes. Western Conference NBA Finals champion favorites. You know, we. I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad they're getting the attention they deserve because this Grizzlies team is so fun to watch. They have such good chemistry. They are the coach. Coach Jenkins is great. He has made a perfect program there. Um, John Morant, have you seen him recently? 52 points. Duncan Onyaka Pirtle made him literally a poster. Buzzer beater in the mid of in the middle of the air. He timed his jump perfectly so he'd be in the middle of the air to catch the ball and, and get it in. This guy is insane. He can get you on the driving layup. He's resilient. I, I don't know. Like he, we've even seen him taking tough falls like a few games ago, and he still gets back up and doesn't stop. And you know we just have to pray and be like, okay, not another Derrick Rose. We don't need that. You know, knock on wood. Hey, knock on wood. I was like, knock yeah, on wood right yeah. now. Bro. I did. I did. I did. Um, um, just what an amazing player. Uh, I, I haven't seen someone this exciting to watch in forever. Bro, bro. The Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant draw 52 points on my Spurs, man. I was so I was so upset to see it, but it just made me happy to see John Morant successful because that man deserves it. I mean, look at the way he plays. He he give, he reminds me of a young Russell Westbrook in his OKC days. He's just a dog. A dog on the court. That man is aggressive, plays 110% with his whole heart out on the court. I mean, you can – bro, if you need you need a bucket, John Morant go get you a bucket. John Morant go get you a bucket. John Morant go get you a win. And they got solid pieces. I mean, you got a veteran like Steven Adams and, you know, brick wall screens on everybody, getting, you, getting John Morant free off the, the pick and rolls like that. That's deadly. And they're number three, 43 and 20. I mean, this team is going to go far. I believe they're going to go far. I mean, they don't have a lot of playoff experience. Uh, Stephen Adams does. But, I mean, they got solid pieces. They got good coaching. They got – I mean, they, they are – they're tough. This team is tough. And I'm just excited to see how far they can go in the playoffs. You know, as a Spurs fan, I was it's not tough. happy. I was yeah. not happy. I was it's not happy with that game. Made either. me so mad. But – and they hit the gritty post game. <laughs> oh. I mean, listen. I said earlier on this podcast previously that Memphis was going to go far. I did say that. Mm-hmm. And so far, it's living up to the hype so mm-hmm. far. So, but here's my take on my man, John Morant. He reminds me so much of three athletes. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Prime Derrick Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ OKC Russell Westbrook. Oh, okay, okay. And Allen Iverson. Ooh, talk to him. Talk to him. All three. Talk to him. All three. Two of them have won MVPs. Mm-hmm. Two of them. Mm-hmm. He literally is like the combined package of all three of those superstars. At least talk to him. back then. Talk but. To him. I mean, there's nothing you could say. And he has a winning mentality. You know, he's not cocky. He's not arrogant. He just plays basketball like like that's his job. And, you know, I hate the fact that people don't give him enough credit because the dude is a monster. I'm sorry. I don't care what no one says. If he, I swear, You know what? I'm going to say this now. He should be in that MVP conversation. I know Jokic is involved. I know Embiid is involved right now. 
you have to put John Moran in that conversation right now. Mm-hmm. After that performance he put up against my Spurs, unfortunately. But <laughs> but <laughs> but you gotta give the devil his due. You gotta give him his respect. And he's earned my respect. He he quite frankly earned my respect when he played in the playing game during the COVID year. But I yep. mean, the dude just keeps improving his game every single game. I mean, I got nothing but but mad bad respect for him. And as far as the Grizzlies go, I see I I still say it's the Western Conference Finals, but it's gonna be a seven-game series. I just don't know who's gonna come out of that series. That's sure, all sure. I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say on that, because I don't know where the West is going as far as the top, you know, the top three goes. Uh, but other than that, I mean the Grizzlies. And one more thing, uh, since you mentioned the dunk. That alley, that little, that pass, the pass to John Morant deserves as much credit as John Morant's shot to end the, to end the half or end the third quarter, whatever it was. But I mean, I got, I mean, pass. yeah, yeah, basically. Well, nice so, football. That was a, was a so, slant route. Yeah. I got, I got, I got two things to say about it. And then, you know, we're going to wrap it up and, I, and I'm going to do my best to be fast. So if the playoffs started today, Right, Memphis would have to play Denver, and I know you see the hoodie I'm wearing. I know you. I know you see the hoodie I'm wearing. <laughs> so, if Jamal and or if if the play, I won't say today because Jamal Murray's still hurt. But yeah. when the playoffs start, if it stays the same and Jamal Murray comes back, so that's a tough. That's a tough out. I'm sorry, you you gonna have a back to back MVP on that. That's a tough out. That's then true. assuming they win that, they would play Golden State next. Because we know they're beating the Timberwolves. They're playing Golden <laughs> State next. And then if they do that, they got to go play Phoenix. So they technically Phoenix. have the toughest route. And this is going to lead today. into my, and, and this is going to lead into my second point. Honestly, I don't uh, you said as of today, I don't see there being much difference in the top five, except maybe the Nuggets passing Dallas. Because we're a half game behind them right now. That that we yeah. might catch the Jazz, but we might not. I don't know. But it's that's the only it's not close. It's only within two games. Yeah. Game. So and Jamal Murray's coming back, right? MPJ so. comes back next week. Oh, oh yeah, my poor Junior. So, but this is what I will say, right? And I am speaking because I'm a Nuggets fan. I don't even want to go there right now. I don't even. Let's just pretend the Nuggets Jamal Murray doesn't come back, right? If the Memphis Grizzlies didn't have Steven, Steven Adams, oh, yeah, absolutely. but they had somebody else who is underrated, needs to be appreciated, and in my eyes, is borderline top five centers. If they had Jonas Valanciunas. They traded him away. They shouldn't <laughs> have. That's my point. They shouldn't have. When I heard that trade, I was so heartbroken. If they had Jonas Valanciunas right now, he's a walking double-double. Amen. True. He'd give you the same rebounding output as Steven Adams, close to the same defense, and much better score. They'd be a one seed right now, and I'm telling you, there's a 65% chance they win the NBA Finals. With Jonas Valanciunas. That's all they need to switch. Just switch them to right now. Nasty. You know, it's great. Unless, of course, they play the Nuggets. I'm going to root for the Nuggets. But every <laughs> other team, 
Every other team? Hey. I got to process that. No, nah, Jonas, yeah. Jonas Valanciunas is the truth. I will gladly be a Jonas Valanciunas stand account. <laughs> but that is all for Claws to the Wall. Once again, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, leave a review, leave a rate, leave a like. You know, if you're watching on YouTube right now, subscribe to our channel. You know, like like the video, comment on the video. You know, we got some big things coming on. So, you know, hopefully, you, you, you know, we can get those going soon. But, hey, y'all keep rocking with us, y'all. Y'all keep listening to us. You know, we're going to try to come with the hot takes all the time and, you know, up to date with Texas State sports and, you know, San Marcos area sports as well. So y'all be easy. Y'all have yourself a good day. Peace.